0: I'm Jake Miller from the Educational Duct Tape Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect those of others. Find other interesting education podcasts at
1: edupodcastnetwork.com.
2: Hey good afternoon, listeners and welcome back to get inspired and innovate today we 're going to take a few minutes and we 're going to reflect on the things that's been going on with uh, the remote remote learning uh, you know I feel like that we 've all been really busy uh, and we 've kind of just been thrown into this and we figured it out as they always say we've built the plane in mid flight right now, and I think that we need to take a, a few minutes today, stephanie, and just reflect on you know what has worked during this time and what has not worked because, you know, we don't really know right now what next year is going to look like or, you know, next week is going to look like. So we need to start preparing for this. And the best way that we can do that is to look at, you know, the past and say what's worked the last six weeks. What has not worked and what do we need to be changing? What do we need to be tweaking? So so what's your reflection right now, Stephanie?
1: Well, I feel like we haven't really been reflecting because it's been go, 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 go. Um, I mean, I've been working. I know not my work day. It's been working after hours because you just are trying to keep up with it. You're trying to help as many teachers as you can. And I mean, I just know, like I used to on my drive home from work, use that time to reflect on the day. And I don't have that time anymore. And so I need to figure out how am I gonna get that back into my day? Cause that's one area that I'm really struggling with is that reflection piece. Cause I'm so such a reflective person. I like to just think, okay, how did that go? How can I improve? What do I need to do next? Um, who do I need to follow up with? It's just been what what needs done right now? Um, and how can I get it done as quickly as I can to help the next person? And it's just been crazy. And so I think I need to figure out, do I need to go on walks to reflect? Um, how can I train teachers better? Because a lot of it is, hey, I need this right now. And they are taking it in because you've got that audience that needs this material. Then they've never needed it like before. Um, They can't teach unless they know how to use some of these tools. And so it's been, okay, let me help you with this. And how can we become better teachers? But I've been lacking in the follow-up right now. Um, what about you, Lance? Have you been doing better in that area or no?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, definitely not. Um, so one thing that I positive that has come out of this is I have started making lists. Look at that. That is lists oh, I'm and I'm so highlighting. Proud of you. I know you are. I know, and I, I know our listeners wish they could see that. I have never used LISTS before in my life, but my job has got so complex lately, I've actually started using List and as long as I take it with me, I'm good, but a lot of times, I'll leave it, and I have to call my daughter and be like, hey, take a picture of that, send it to me, so I know what I am doing. Um, no, Stephanie, I'm doing a terrible job. I'm just going to go ahead and just say it right here. I am not reflecting, and I'm not really following up with teachers right now, and I know that sounds awful but i am being reactionary so i'm reacting to the emails that i'm getting i'm answering those but unless a teacher sends me something back and says hey i didn't get this or hey i'm struggling with this or you forgot to do this guess what i'm not catching it at this point because i'm just reacting and that's all i've got time to do i'm working probably 14 hours a day Mm -hmm. uh, which is less than the 16 hours a day that i was when we first started so one i know that our teachers are probably feeling this way too. They're just kind of reacting to what what their students needs are right now. But I feel really bad for our principals and our our leaders right now too because they're in that reaction phase too. Uh, So I think we need all to stop and take a deep breath and just try to reflect on what has worked this year. Okay, and there may only be a small little bit that's come out of that. Uh, A couple of things that I want to share that has worked for us is we now have thrown away all lesson plans. Teachers do not have to do lesson plans anymore. We are just requiring them to have their lessons on Google Classroom. Because guess what? That's probably better for our students and for our parents anyway, because let's face it, a parent or a student looks at a lesson plan. They're not getting anything from that. And me as the administrator, if they add me to their classroom as a co-teacher, I can go in and I can see what they're doing with their students then and I can assess, are they teaching the standards they need to teach? So I think that as we talked about on a couple of other episodes, we're starting to focus more now on what matters and that's what matters for our students and our parents. We've got to be transparent with our parents during this time so that they can kind of see what's going on. But there's a lot of training that we're going to have to do between now and whatever next year is going to look like. So, so Stephanie, what, what training do we need to do reflecting now for our teachers and for our administrators, because we're going to have these guys out too.
1: Well, you'll be proud of me because I sent out a Google form, but I haven't had time to look at it or reflect on it, but I do have the data. And so I'm like, okay, our teachers are done next Friday. Hopefully I have some time to look at that data and decide, but I know like some of it was Jamboard. Um, They really needed to know how to use Jamboard better and how to use it in a Google meet setting. Um, I've got teachers that wanted to learn we video better because they want to build that relationship with their students and make music and add fun stuff because in August, they're not going to know their students like they were this year. They had that relationship built. Because they were with the kids for half the year. And then bam, we're doing remote learning, which is a little bit easier because you know your kids. Well, now you're not going to know your kids. So how are you going to build that relationship with them? And so that's one thing that they really wanted to learn. Um, getting organized with Google, because some of them realized their Google Classroom is not organized. And when they were telling kids, hey, you need to go here and do this activity, the kids were like, I don't know where it's at. And so that was kind of a reflection for some of them. So I need to do a session on that. Um, so just looking at what that data is going to tell me and how I need to do it. Are, um, are you saying
2: you? that? Are you saying that some of us teachers are messy in our Google Classroom and it's not just structured the way it should be?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm actually doing a session very soon with Abbott on it. Um, it says it's about okay, Google organize my life. Oh, and there goes my Google. <laughs> so and I, I,
2: I wish your, your Google would organize your life. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and actually I got on Facebook yesterday, and I have been a certified trainer now for five years. Uh, and just so you know, Stephanie, that was before level one and level two. I know you're giving me a hard time about it. I wasn't level one and level two forever. I've fixed that now. But I've been a certified trainer for five years now. Uh, So I do a lot of subcontract work, and I can go ahead and tell you, my summer is almost full right now, and everything that they've asked for is Google Classroom training. It's not Google Docs, Slides, Sheets, all that, which we know that you gotta have all that to kind of feed into Google Classroom. But so much Google Classroom training is coming out and my principals are trying to model that right now. So they are creating Google Classrooms and putting all of their documents and all of their communication in Google Classroom for their teachers right now because they're wanting to model that too. So I, I wanna bring our guest on that we've got with us today. Um, and I hope that Janelle can help us with it. So we have Ms. Janelle McLaughlin with us. She is coming for, to us from Northeast Indiana up around Fort Wayne and South Bend, go Irish. Uh, she was a uh, second grade classroom self-contained teacher, bless your heart, um, curriculum director uh, and helped uh, her school district go one-to-one. And now she is a consultant, She is level two, level one, level two, uh, educator with Google and a Google certified trainer. So thank you for joining us Janelle, uh, on the show today.
0: Thanks Lance and Stephanie for letting me be here. I think my day was a lot less stressful than yours. <laughs> so I'm excited that you still made time to, um, get us together.
2: Oh yes. Great. Great to have you here. Uh, so as you're going out and you're consulting and you're training, so help us, help us to reflect, uh, what are you seeing first that, that is working in school districts?
0: So, um, quickly for, uh, a, a, just a little bit of background, most of the work I do is one-on-one job embedded coaching with teachers, um, instructional tech coaches, principals. Um, and so I had all these plans in place, right? It's just like everybody, we, we all had our plan in place. The, the pandemic is like, no, my, <laughs> your plan is in the trash can now. So, um, it was similar to what classroom teachers are experiencing that most of the time i already had relationships built with these people that i've worked with all school year which meant transferring to a virtual um, realm a lot easier for me Um, however a lot of people a lot of school districts um, instead of wanting me to continue the coaching they're wanting because when i coach teachers obviously it's a smaller group you know usually between 12 to 20 teachers per school district um, just because of funding. So instead, they're wanting me to do a lot more whole group um, webinars, some, you know, two or three hour workshops in order to, just like you were saying earlier, they're being very reactionary. That's what we've all had to do. I kind of laughed when you talked about um, building their plane as we fly it because I heard somebody else say we are sewing the parachute as we fall. And that is like a little bit more accurate, I think, to what this whole spring has been like. So um, my scope of work has changed, too, in the fact that uh, what I'm being asked for a lot are um, Google tools, what, what tools work best in the distance learning um, world, most recently a district that I've never worked with before. So, you know, I am meeting brand new people at this time, too, but a district I've never worked with, they've established something that they call their core four. And for each grade band, they've established the learning management system, the repository, the synchronous learning tool and the asynchronous learning tool to make up their core four tools. So um, I spent actually, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think, I think an hour and a half one morning, um, introducing them to these tools, like some of them had never even used any of the tools that we were talking about. And then they had a break where they worked on site, I shouldn't say on site just with their districts in um, smaller PLCs. Then we came back together in the afternoon to do a little bit of a deeper dive. Um, And that was, that was interesting. So a lot of what I'm seeing happening right now are webinars to help finish off the year strong. I've already got quite a few things planned for the summertime as people are trying to think about what their plans are. nobody I think thinks that the fall is going to open as normal. So we've got a plan for about three or four different scenarios. So I've had a bunch of people planning for that. Not very much individual coaching going on right now, but a lot more whole group, um, more trainings than, than coaching happening.
2: And, you know, that's um, Steph Good, as some of us know her, out in California, a uh, friend of Stephanie's and I's uh, that's been on the show. That's That's the same thing that she and I have been talking about. We currently have like eight plans that are in place in case – whatever happens you know we go back or we don't go back or we go back half the time or we go back and then some parents just don't want to send kids in because they don't feel safe well we can't lose that BEP funding because that's how we run our schools so we have to have a plan that's in place for every single situation but at least Janelle right now we've got time to make that plan so hopefully we're not going to be reactionary next year just as things are
0: happening absolutely
1: and I think so, too, teachers like to have a plan. I like to have a plan. And so not knowing is stressful. Um, it's stressful for parents. It's stressful for teachers. It's stressful for every single person. And so I think we have to realize how can we help them with that stress.
2: So you're talking about the tools earlier, uh, the Google tools that you're using. For, first question I got for you. Are you team Google drawings or are you team slides?
0: Slides, I I think Google Drawings definitely has a place and I think they're underutilized, but personally I use slides way more than I use drawings. Just good my good, own so. comfort level. Good.
2: Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, second question then. Google Drive, are, are you list view or what's the other view called, Stephanie? Grid view. Grid view. I'm
0: list view all the way.
2: <laughs> good answer, <Hello>. good answer. <laughs> You lose too much information, and they're too yeah. in your grid view, Stephanie. So, so that's, <laughs> that's a few arguments that we've had going on along the way. So you were talking about the core four. Uh, could, could you share with us the core four maybe that, that this uh, district came up with? Because it might help sure. some of our listeners out there.
0: Yeah, and I, um, I will say I didn't agree with, with one of their findings. I'm just going to throw that out now. So I supported the K-2 to grade band. And um, for the entire district, all grade bands, they had um, Zoom for synchronous learning and Screencastify for asynchronous. Then for grades nine to 12, they had Canvas for their LMS. For grades three to eight, they had um, Google Classroom for their LMS. And Google Drive was the repository tool for the whole district. So it was only the LMS that changed. And for grades K to two, they chose Flipgrid for their LMS. And I love Flipgrid, so I'm going to say that right now, but I still, even after I gave that training, I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around how Flipgrid can be utilized as an LMS.
2: Yeah. I hear Seesaw more in, in the, yes. the K2, but uh, yeah, I've, I've never heard Flipgrid being used as an LMS. Have you, Stephanie?
1: Um, I have, like, it's starting to become popular. Um, so our elementary is looking towards that next year instead of Google Classroom.
0: Okay. So they definitely have more, like they've, you know, they're very responsive and they're always adding um, new parts to it. So they've got ways to share docs and to um, embed different URLs. I mean, they're, they've made it so that it could be used more, I was kind of stuck on that. Um, and I also have worked with lots of districts that use Classroom, even K-2. to So um, I don't know. It, yeah, we're using, we're
2: using, yeah, we're using Classroom pretty much K-12, uh, with Canvas uh, on top for some of our power users. When when Classroom's not enough, they go to Canvas. Mm-hmm. So. Anyways.
1: Yeah, and we're just using Google Classroom, um, and that's all we're going to use. So. Oh, um, yeah, and I mean, I think Google Class—I don't want to introduce anything new right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think Google Classroom is doing a pretty good job. It's just the teachers that were unorganized. You're really seeing it right now or the teachers that didn't provide enough clarity with their directions, it's really showing um, that that's something they need to work on.
2: Yeah. So, so you mentioned Zoom. Um, were you in support of the going Zoom over meets or, or not?
0: Well, I was interested in why they chose Zoom over Meet, And um, I am also interested to know if they'll continue that next year. If, you know, Zoom, there's all those free for now kind of, resources out there, you know, and so I'm interested to know what districts are going to do if they've kind of latched on to those free for now things. And then what are they going to do next year? So, um, I, I don't know that Zoom does too much more than Google Meet does. So I I was brought on to provide the training and not to give my opinions.
2: So was- I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> well, in, in, in my school district, we, we're a Zoom district. Uh, we are a Google district too. Uh, but the reason that we did that was first, Meets didn't have everything in the beginning that it needed. Sure. Uh, now, Meets has a lot of those things through extensions that people have built out. Um, but we've had teachers trying that and and it's been real buggy with some of the extensions. Um, so we're going to, we're planning on, on staying with Zoom next year because Zoom has 45 minute meetings for free, um, for all forever. Um, and we feel like the 45 minutes is enough for our synchronous meetings. Uh, if Mm -hmm. you're doing, if you're doing synchronous meetings longer than 45 minutes, you need to learn how to chunk it and break it up better. And in my personal opinion.
0: I'm with you on that one.
2: So, so we've talked a lot about teachers and supporting teachers, but what about administrators? How can we support those guys because they've got they've got a you know a tough job during this time too.
0: They do, and actually, I I am part of a mentoring program for pre-service teachers in Canada, and so right at the beginning of April, we did a free like web conference type thing um, one day, and one of the things they asked me to talk about was that, and um, really focusing on how we can support principals, but also how principals can be supporting teachers right now, because there's no doubt about how important it is to be continuing to build relationships with our students and to make sure that they're doing okay. But we need to be checking in on our teachers too, um, and and principals. I mean, everybody needs that, somebody checking in on them. Even when you were talking, Lance, about, um, you know, how you can't follow, you feel like you're not following up with teachers very well right now. Um, who else can be in that (laughs) ladder that can be following up with teachers? You know, there's, there's a lot of people, um, like guidance counselors. I know they're following up with students, but could they also be checking in on teachers? So anyway, um, I think this is a prime time for our administrators at every level, um, to be able to tap into their own growth plan. Um, I know everybody has crazy things on their plates right now that they didn't expect, but at the same time, some things that principals were dealing with, they don't have to anymore. So finding those little windows of opportunity, um, I like to focus on the positives, you know, let's find the silver linings in this crisis. And so this would be a great time for principals to be able to tap into areas that they wanna grow in either personally or some ideas for their school that they can be pushing ahead on. And there are people like me out there that love to work with principals one-on-one and it's so easy now to be able just to do that through Zoom or Google Meet or FaceTime or WhatsApp. I mean, you pick it. There's a video conferencing tool out there to make it happen.
1: And I mean, it's crazy what research is coming out with video meetings and the fatigue and all that kind of stuff too.
0: And that is real. I'm sure you guys are seeing it too, but the days where I'm doing six hours straight of video conference, I am wiped by the end of the day. And that's, you know, just sitting in front of a computer. And then I think about our students. I've worked with several high schools where students are in synchronous classes for the first four hours of their day. And then they still have assignments that they have to do after that. And I just think that's way too much for anybody, adults included. I agree.
1: I agree. Yep. Yep. So we're going to go on to our next segment, which is our memes and quotes. So, um, Janelle, what meme or quote did you bring this week?
0: So I, I have several in the same type of, um, feel, (laughs) I guess, but the one I ended up picking, um, is be who you were created to be and you will set the world on fire. Um, and that's by St. Catherine and Part of that is I loved teaching when I was in the classroom, and I didn't realize that I was experiencing burnout until I made a career switch into my curriculum director role, and my whole passion for education was just reignited. And I think, and that was in 2011, almost since then, it's this theme of being on fire that just continues to grow in the experiences that I have. Um, And it's not just being who I was created to be. I I know I was created to be a teacher. I mean, even as a consultant, um, I get to teach. I'm just teaching adults. And so that's who I was created to be and to connect with people and build relationships. But I also am really cognizant on who I surround myself with. And those are the people that fan those flames. And I hope that I am fanning flames of other people um, through work, but also through personal relationships as well. So that's why I chose that one.
1: Um, so mine this week is believe in yourself. And then it has like the B U you bolded. And I just think we need to remember that you can't compare yourself to others, especially right now with remote learning. And it's so hard for me because I'm so competitive and I'm like, oh, I want to be the best. And I've got a right Lance. I need to. Figure out what everybody else is doing and then do it better.
2: <laughs> or, or you um, got to cheat. Or you got to cheat on a poll to win by voting for four different accounts. I did
1: not. I did not. Uh, what? <laughs> Maybe three. Maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was not four. Um, but we definitely won review anyway. But um, I think you just need to remember: be you, and don't compare to yourself of what everybody else is doing right now. Do what you can do and do it the way that you do best. Lance.
2: Yeah. All right. So mine's a quote from uh, John Maxwell. He's, he's one of my favorite authors. It says leadership is not about titles, positions, or flow charts. It's about one life influencing another. And I believe that's so true. You know, it's about us getting out and just as as, uh, Janelle said, igniting that fire in others. Uh, And I think a lot of times it's just us reminding each other, why did we become educators? And it was just so that we could ignite that fire into the next generation. Cause I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to need somebody to take care of me when I get older.
1: <laughs> yeah. Lance will need that help if there's any takers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's something that you learned this week, Janelle?
0: Well, I've been focusing tons on, you know, this tools for distance learning. And so, um, I actually sat in on two different Google trainer um, webinars. One was just on remote learning in general. And then um, today's, this morning, was on assessment during um, remote learning. And just how vital it is that we are continuing to give good feedback and regular feedback to our students um, and how we can continue to make those connections. And Google really is set up so well to support distance learning. Um, and one of the things that they talked about too, and, and I'm a big fan of authentic assessment, especially formative. I think summative is about too late at that point to do anything good <laughs> with it. But um, and just how we need to be accessing forms and quizzes um, in order to be able to give students that immediate feedback, but how vital and important it is to be able to connect with them through meet or through the comments, you know, section, even to give them that personalized feedback in addition to whatever they get from quizzes and forms.
1: Um, So mine this week, um, I was what, today years old? Is that what they say when I found this out? when I should have been a lot older, is on Google uh, Calendar. When somebody shares that link, if you go to the bottom and there's a plus sign, you can add that to your calendar. And so I've been, you know, seeing all these calendars on different websites. And I'm like, oh, that'd be nice to have it on my calendar so I can attend events and know when things are happening instead of like, adding separate events like I just have it on there yeah you just have to hit that plus sign Lance
2: <laughs> yep so Google right now is doing a six-week series on distance learning uh, they are free to attend and that, Janelle that may be what you were talking about earlier I'm not for sure but uh, here's free distance learning series six weeks going on uh, they're supposed to be recording these and putting these out too so if you want to listen to them after the fact you can
1: Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Get Inspired and Innovate this week. Um, Janelle, how can people connect with you? My
0: easiest would be uh, my website is InnovativeEducationSolutions.net. And on there are connections to all my social media platforms. Twitter is MS underscore Mac4. So Ms Mac4 on Twitter, but you can also find that at my website as well.
1: All right. Thank you again. All right. So thank you again for listening to Get Inspired and Innovate. The show notes will be online at getinspiredandinnovate.com. So make sure you check out any of those resources that we would have linked in the show notes.